Welcome. I'm Jim. And I'm Tuck. And this is Beer in the Heart of Texas. A podcast dedicated to reviewing the beers of Texas. Today, for episode four, we'll be reviewing two beers from Central District Brewing in Austin, Texas. Before we get to those beers, uh, and even before we get to what we've been drinking, Tuck uh, has a special announcement. Well, we just wanted to announce that the brewery that we uh, reviewed back in episode two, those many days ago, um, has uh, won yet another award from the Great American Beer Festival this year. Uh, Armadillo Aleworks, their beer, Honey Please. Very nice beer. Uh, I believe it's your wife's favorite. Absolutely. Um, has won gold for the Honey Beer uh, uh, division. Uh, I believe that's a couple, years seven, a couple of years running. I think so. I know they've won gold. I can't remember if it was last year or 2018, but it is, again, country's best. Uh, America's best will include Canada, I assume. Honey beer. So, um, yeah. It's good I, to know my wife has such great taste. I know. I know. So, congratulations, Armadillo. We're uh, really happy for you. Absolutely. So, uh, that is that is phenomenal news. Tuck, uh that's a good uh, segue to, uh, well, what have you been drinking? I have been all over the place this week, or the last couple of weeks. Uh, I can't really say I've drank anything uh, that stood out enough to talk about. I will say that um, recently I made chili. Um, I will brag on myself. I have won a chili competition. Excellent. Um, and I have a giant trophy that I insist on putting in the living room, even though it drives my <laughs> wife crazy. Um, and I actually used uh, Lone Star for the beer. I actually got a, a big can of it at the grocery store, and it really added some good flavor. I know we didn't give it the highest review for flavor, but um, for a chili beer, it was exceptional brand new category Tuck. chili beer chili beer i wouldn't drink it. well i mean i would drink it it's lone star but um it's not my first choice but it it might be my new first choice for uh making chili okay okay that's 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 interesting to hear thank you uh, i'm a little disappointed i've yet to taste your uh, award-winning chili first place just to make sure we're all best in show okay. at a chili cook-off kickball tournament so all three teams that were Oh, there was over 50 teams. I just want to make sure we're all It was a major tournament. I sound like the dad from Christmas Story. I've won a major award <laughs> for my chili. Um, but uh, what about you? What are you drinking? You know, it's kind of a rock variety as well, too. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, Beer in the Heart of Texas went on our first road trip uh, down to Fredericksburg, Texas. And I picked up a few beers down there. And have been trying them since. Uh, we went to and visited Altstadt Brewery down in uh, Fredericksburg itself. Um, we took a quick trip to uh, to Blanco. Um, that didn't turn out too well. Uh, the brewery down there it was closed, but uh, we tried. Um, and then we stopped at uh, Central District in Austin. And so in between the, the two there and then uh, also stopping at HEB, we picked up, uh, gosh, I think I picked up about uh, four different beers, um, an Oktoberfest, a couple different Oktoberfests. I want to sh- give a shout out to Altstadt's Oktoberfest. If you've not tried it, uh, it's an outstanding, outstanding beer. 
So that's probably the one that stands out. I, uh, I also want to say just uh, the brewery itself was amazing. I uh, definitely want to go back. Definitely. Uh, really cool looking building. Old German style architecture. Um, what was it? Probably three stories. Yes. Nice patio, large patio for eating and drinking outside, which was very nice. With the current conditions. Yes, in 2020. Certainly. And um, the beers were excellent. Yes, they were. So. They really were. And not just because we had uh, put in a lot of work that day either. They were really, really good beers. Yes. All right. Like we said at the beginning, we're reviewing two beers from Central District Brewing in Austin, Texas. The two beers that we're going to be talking about today are Whittington Vit, the winner of the 2019 Great American Beer Festival Gold for a Vit beer, and we are also reviewing Short Straw. It will be the first stout that we review um, on this podcast. And looking forward to that. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward. I love stouts, especially this time of year. Uh, want to tell us a little bit about the brewery? Well, Zach, you know, it was interesting. We uh, we were part of this road trip. We were uh, down in Fredericksburg, and we were on our way back, actually. And we took a slight detour to uh, San Marcos to play the Flying Armadillo. Uh, Really interesting and fantastic disc golf course in San Marcos, pretty close to uh, um, the university down there. And on the way back uh, from San Marcos back up to Dallas, Fort Worth, we decided that uh, we were going to stop in Austin at a brewery and try out a couple beers from there. And the parameters, well, it was a Sunday they needed to be open on Sunday, have hours on Sunday. They needed to be open before noon. And uh, because we were hoping to get up there around 11.30. And so Central District Brewing was uh, the first and probably the easiest one for us to get to is right off the interstate. Um, so right off of Interstate 35, as you're coming up from the south into Austin, it was very, very conveniently located right next to, I believe it was the convention center. And it's a fairly small brewery. It has a uh, tap room, which it's sort of awkward in the sense that right now with the pandemic, the tap room is closed, but it's closed just for indoor seating, not for uh, going in and to get an acquire of beers. Um, I, I did like the setup that they had where it was one group in. Right. And everyone else had to wait outside in the patio area. And their patio area was really... Fairly nice. I mean, considering you're right downtown, they had several small and actually different sized tables, and uh, it was easy to uh, grab your beer, go outside, sit on their patio, and uh, just enjoy Austin. I, I like the setup, and I really do want to go back when everything's open and see how the tap room was because they'd taken a lot of the tables out so people couldn't sit. Um, and I liked the outdoor. Area. I thought they used the space uh, incredibly well because, like you said, it was pretty tight in that area because it is downtown, so they couldn't have like a large patio area. Right. But they have a lot of seats right. for what they were able to do. Yeah, they worked well with their limited space. And plus, it's downtown Austin, so there's always uh, enjoyable things to watch. We saw <laughs> um, a Austin, I'm going to assume, native. Uh, enjoying his uh, scooter 
uh, the, the, the credit card swiping free rental. scooter yeah. rental just riding up and down the street. Um, there really was no one-way uh, direction he, he was headed. He was not using them for transportation. He was just a Sunday morning scooter adventure <laughs> in downtown Austin, yes. which uh, to me added a lot to it. Uh, if I'm in Austin, that's the kind of thing. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Keep Austin weird. Absolutely. And he, he managed to do that. He did a great job. Yes. So about the brewery, um, what can you tell us? Talk about Central District Brewing. It is a very new, uh, small batch craft brewery. Uh, by that, it is still finding all the different ones. There's a lot of experimenting on the beers that they have. You're going to see in this one, there's some things we normally talk about that we can't talk about. Right. Like IBUs, because it's not really set up yet where it's standard, so we couldn't find it. We found the ABV, right? but we right. couldn't find the IBUs, which is normal for a brewery like this. I believe the taproom itself opened earlier this year. Yeah, they, we were told while we were down there, the taproom itself opened early 2020. Just before the pandemic, uh, before the pandemic hit and started shutting things down, the brewery itself has been open uh, slightly before that for a couple of years. But uh, we we couldn't find the exact date to be honest, but we know it had to have been opened in 2019 because it won a gold again at the Great American Beer Festival. Exactly. They have uh, one of my favorite things, uh, and that's what we're going to be. There'll be a picture of it online. They had crowlers, right? Um, which a lot of places are getting, uh, but they're still a relatively new thing. Instead of a growler, a glass growler, it is a large can right. that they fill, and then they have a machine. Not unlike the paint, it looks a lot like the paint. It does not shake it up like the paint <laughs> shaker. But then they uh, attach the top and seal it, seal it, uh, so it stays fresh. Basically, vacuum seal it. Yes. Right? So it's been, uh, I believe, a week and a half, two weeks since we've been down there, give right. or take. And we will be opening them up uh, for the podcast, and they should or will be fresh and right. good. So I, I really like the growler idea. A lot of times with a growler, I, I can't drink an entire growler, and and they do go. Uh, start to turn after a couple of after days a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, the the can idea they're a little smaller. Uh, I really like to take them. I've taken some when I've gone on float trips and things like that. Right. No, it's a very good size yes. for a lot of different activities. And and so the one thing too I would want to mention about Central District being such a new brewery is that uh, in terms of their production. Um, most of their sales are a point of sale from the tap room itself. They did mention that there are cans that are sold throughout Austin at, at uh, several different grocery stores, but uh, you're really not going to find central district beers outside of Austin. And so this is a road trip. And, and uh, you know, whether it's specifically to go to central district or you just happen to be going to Austin, well, at least what we tried while we were down there, I don't know about these two beers we'll be reviewing today. But uh, the beers, the uh, environment, absolutely, I would say it's worth a consideration while you're down in Austin. Plus, you're, you're right downtown. I, uh, I, I agree. I had the uh, uh, Be a Lady, they said. It's a hazy <laughs> session IPA. It is not one we're reviewing, but it is definitely one. The next time I'm in Austin, I am going to um, 
I'm going to seek it out. It was good, and I'm hoping they will have it at a grocery store. And it can. I've already asked, uh, some of Dana's relatives live in Austin, and I've already asked them if they can kind of keep a lookout for the cans and see uh, what grocery stores are there. So the next time we're down in that area, I might stop by a grocery store. I will stop by a grocery store. Um, and definitely that, that, uh, hazy session IPA, it was so good. Um, Okay. Well, let's, uh, I guess we should get, get to the beers. Yes. Tuck, we just poured and, uh, just drank Whittington for the, for our review. Um, what stands out to you? The flavor was really good. Um, kind of like you with IPAs, wheat beers which vit is wheat or white, uh, are not the ones that I typically go towards. Okay. Uh, I don't have the same sort of fear of them like you do of an IPA. Thanks, Doug. Thank You're you. welcome. You're welcome. You'll get over that soon. Um, but uh, I loved it. Okay. Um, I, I really liked uh, the, the taste. It had such a good combination. The notes, a little sweet, a little malty. It, I, I liked it. Yeah. What about you? You know, it's interesting. It's just as uh, normally we give the background, the I, IBU and ABV. As you said, the IBU is uh, not available at this point, but the ABV is 5.9. The interesting thing to me about that is to me, when I taste Whittington, it tastes like a beer that has a higher ABV. And that's just yes. perception, but that I like the taste. I like the different notes on your palate as you're drinking it. I like the fact that the taste sort of uh, fades away. And that's something, you know, that's a recurring theme. I, I say that often, but that's what I want in a beer, typically. Whittington has that. And it's got a big, bold flavor that you can taste. Uh, you know, it's got a, a sort of a citrusy. It, it's described as what? Uh, it's a ginger... Um, what else? Uh, citrus and spicy uh, beer to it. You know, that the flavor. You know, I smell that. I taste that. But it's not It's not overwhelming. But it is something you really, really notice. And it's a, just a really, really good blend of, uh, of those, different, uh, those different tastes on your palate. I would definitely say uh, most Vits have coriander okay. and orange peel. Um, I... I Tasted coriander, but not. I've had some. That's all you can taste. Or orange peel is right. all you can taste. This one, it took me a little while to realize that was coriander. Okay. Uh, the the citrus, it was citrus without being orange peel. Right. Um, I would definitely agree with that. And you, same when you smell it. Same when you taste it. Yes. It 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 tasted good. No one flavor overwhelm the others but we'll get into all that when we get down to taste so let's start getting into our rating so first up is sight and label right and right now uh just to be fair to central district brewing it's a small uh small batch craft brewery and it's very evident that uh they're really developing their beers and, and that means, in part, that means that they're not spending as much time working on these types of small elements, which can play such a big deal in actually picking the beers you select from the, from the store. And, and so Central Districts, uh, what we notice with their regular size cans, this is while we're in the tap room, 
they were just silver. They were plain silver, they had their logo on it, and there was not much to it. Now, the Crowler we bought is is sort of a, what, an army green? Uh, forest green, dark green, yeah. yeah. It, it, it has, uh, it says Central District, it has the CD logo, which is fused together like a circle. It, it was a rather nice logo. I, I've got to say, it's one of it's. I love that logo. I kind of want to get a shirt, a t-shirt with it on there. Well, you had the chance while we were down there. I, I did. I and did. And we both failed. But, yeah. On the back of the can, and this is one of the things we noticed, I, I really kind of like, the, uh, the uh, um, fellow at the tap room was, uh, was kind enough to put both the name of the beer, he wrote it on, and more importantly for us, the date that it was poured. And, and sealed. So that was kind of cool to see. Oh, it was only 10 days ago. It seemed like a lot longer than that, but that's, I guess, 2020 for him. Yes, I really thought we were there like three or four weeks ago. And no, it was 10 days ago. So, yes, it was. Uh, I like that. I like being able to see, like, oh, I should uh, get to this beer right. when I see it in my fridge, or um, I may wait. So I, I love having the date on there, the name. Uh, also, uh, points to. Uh, the the uh, tap room right. guy, uh, very nice handwriting. Ah, so good for true. him. Yes. That's true. And so, Tuck, how many points uh, would you award? Uh, would you award Whittington for its uh, for the can, the appearance of the can? I'm going to give them a point and a half for their logo alone. I know we haven't done half points yet, but I want to throw something new in there. It is Scandalous. a really neat logo. Um, the can. I, I like the green, but there isn't a lot going on. So I'm going to go ahead and just give it one more point. Um, you know what? Just to make it easier on you, I'll also give a half point for handwriting. So that's three points. I thought that was two. Two. No. You went one, point and a half. Point and a half, then one point. That's two and a half. And then another half point for handwriting is three. Okay. All right. What about you? You know, I, I thought, uh, well, I thought wrong. I thought uh, you were going to be a little harsh on Central District. Uh, it turns out, I guess, I'm the one who's going to be harsh. Um, I like the fact that they would uh, pour our beer into uh, a crowler like they did. It, it was exactly what we needed um, at, uh, to be able to review Central District beers. Uh, having said that, it's the logo's great. The uh, the label of the beer on the back and telling us when it was poured that's that's nice, but in terms of what we're dealing with, in terms of the competition, the fact that this is only worth five points, I can't give it anything more than a two, and and so I'm going to give Central Districts uh, cans uh, for both of them. Because you'll see, they're the same. Uh, I'm going to get both of them a two. I totally agree with that. I get it. Um, it's not the most exciting can. Uh, but I do feel like they are trying. Uh, if you look at pictures online, they try different colors. You know, the one thing to be fair, and, and it's worth mentioning too, if, especially if you're down in Austin at a grocery store uh, where these are sold, they did say, you know, that uh, they're expanding and, and it's going to be more available at more and more different locations, different grocery stores here in 2020, 2021. 
But we notice too, just online, that in their images, they're not just a silver, a plain silver can that they do have, and they're starting to have, and they're starting to work on the imagery for their cans. And so, you know, there is, there is, well, to say there's hope is, is, is patently wrong. They're going to be working on that. I'm confident they're going oh, to. I am too. And and I'm going to be honest. I would rather give a low score on the look of the can right. and a high score on taste than the other way around. At, absolutely correct. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to be finding and seeking out that great beer. I, I agree. And this is one of those really good beers. So let's go on. A look in the glass. Tuck, uh, tell us about the look of Whittington in the glass. It is a wheat beer. I mean, it. Um, it's not a hazy wheat. No. You can see through it. It looks good. It looks inviting, for lack of a better word. Right. Uh, medium head on it when we poured it. Right. Um, color. Nothing. Color is uh, just a, a pale yellow. I sort of a, a nice golden color. Golden. Perfect. Right. Yes. That's a much better word than pale yellow. Um, yes. It... it looked good and it was right right you know I, just to echo all of those things you said uh the pour was great you know you want the the head and i also tend to want the head to disappear not too long thereafter it did all of that um the smell just add to the aroma um the smell was inviting the smell is everything you really want in a beer that uh you you sensed it was uh it was there. There were some notes to it that you're like, ah, oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Not sure what that is. I'm going to need to taste that. But it wasn't that overwhelming IPA smell either that sort of scares some people. Some the people. hops. Just say the hops scare you. And I, I want to say this. All the elements of a beer were in the smell. There right. was some hops, some malt, the spices, the citrus. And it, it mixed well. Um, so for my points for uh, look in the glass, I'm actually going to give it a five. Okay. Uh, it looked good. Okay. Jim, what about you? That's interesting. Um, gosh, I just feel like uh, I'm uh, the Debbie Downer. Um, I thought it looked all of those things you said. It looked really, really good to me. I tend to enjoy beers that are slightly, slightly darker, um, slightly more, oh, I guess, uh, what, amber in color. And so I would give this a four uh, in terms of its appearance in the glass. That's not, to me, I, I guess that sounds a little negative uh, in comparison to your ranking, I liked it. I really liked the look in the glass. It's it's not negative at all. And I would say I gave it a little more because, like I said, wheats aren't my favorite. Okay. And especially a hazy wheat, I get a little leery of just how much it's going to be. And so to see a clear one really uh, made me happy. Okay. All right. Um, taste? The big one. Jim? Ten points. What did you think about the taste? You've had it. You had it when we were there. Right. And this is the first time I've tried it. So I'm going to let you start. Because okay. you're a veteran of this beer. So when I tried Whittington down in Austin, it was actually the first one I ordered. We ordered two each. Uh, and uh, Whittington was the, it was the highlight. It was the better of the two. Now, in terms of Vitz 
Uh, I, I like them generally. I'm not opposed to drinking them. Uh, they're not my go-to. It is probably the best way to characterize it. Whittington is, without a doubt, top three wheat beers that I've ever had. It is an outstanding beer. It is uh, so well blended. The different flavors, and you taste so many of them on your palate. It is outstanding. This is, um, and understand, it's still not my favorite beer, but for what it is, um, this type of beer, it is a 10 out of 10. I, I'm a huge fan of, of Whittington. I am now going to be the one. Uh, scoring it a little lower, it is still a wheat to me. Um, and not my favorite. I, If you haven't figured that out by now. Right. Um, but it is really good. And if this was my first wheat beer, Vit, I would actually be more of a fan. I'm actually going to give it an eight. Okay. Um, it was still very good. The, the, the blend of the flavors, the, uh, taste, the aftertaste, um, the way sometimes it was a little bit of citrus, sometimes a little bit of spice, sometimes a little bit of hops and malt. It, it really mixed well, nothing outshined the other, nothing overwhelmed anything else. Um, so, uh, I would say I don't see myself giving many vits or wheat beers that high of a score. So, uh, definitely, um, an eight for me. Okay. Our final round is, is it a Texas beer? Now this is five points and this is how much does the beer just invoke the state of Texas and make you feel like a Texas beer? It is very subjective. It, it is. Tough. And it is our opinion. And, and this was a hard, hard decision for this beer because there's elements in And I know we said something to this effect with the Armadillo beers, you know, that they were more of a Denton beer. Um, I feel like Whittington, to a degree, is almost more of a Austin beer. It is, but, I mean, I could see this beer in Colorado. I could see it in... In California, I could see it in Louisiana. It doesn't, there's nothing about it right. that really says Texas, except for two things for me. Okay. All right. And each one's getting a half point. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you they're getting one point for me. Okay. One point or half point because they are on Red River Street. Okay. And to me, that's Texas. And Absolutely. they make sure that's on the label. And then, and they should thank him, the guy on the scooter was so Austin to me that I'm going to go ahead and give them another half point, giving them a point. And I want to say this, taste-wise, I wish I could give them more for being a Texas beer. Um, and this is one I'd like to go back when they start really producing right. and seeing how their label goes. So what about you? Texas beer? You know, I, I'm not basing it on the label, as we said, and as you'll see on our website with the can itself. I'm basing it on a number of factors, but uh, ultimately, for to what extent is Whittington a Texas beer? To me, this is a three. This is right down the middle of the road. It is a beer that is complex. It is a beer that represents, to me, this is uh, 21st century Texas. This isn't Texas from Lone Star 
you know, Lone Star or Shiner era, this is uh, a very, very appropriate beer to I understand what Texas is like in 2020. And it has diverse uh, flavors. It has, uh, you know, a wide variety of elements to it. And, and to me, it, it is fairly reasonably represented. It's not iconic Texas, but it is fairly middle-of-the-road representative of what I think of Texas today. Okay. Okay. I can't say I'm 100% with that, but I at least sort of agree with you. Okay. And we'll leave it at that. So do you want to go through the totals for everything for this beer? Yes. So together, uh, let's just start with the most recent. Is it a Texas beer? We combined for four points out of ten uh, for a taste. Uh, Tuck and I ended up with 18 points out of 20. That's one of our higher ones that for really taste. Is. For the look in the glass, uh, we ended up with nine out of 10. And for just the appearance of the can, that ended up being a five. And so all totaled, um, when you add that all together, this ended up being a 38. It's a very fine score. It's when you consider that the, how it's sort of hamstrung to a degree with the can, and the can certainly affects to a degree the uh, is it a Texas beer? The just I, is there any iconic imagery any of that? That was it impacted. Um, when you take all of that away, this is one of the uh, higher rated beers we had, and certainly if we're talking about just taste, and isn't that what we're here for? Yeah, eighteen out of twenty, it might be, and we'll have to review it on our chart. Um, might be one of, if it's not the highest, it's certainly top two or three. And, and I'm going to be honest, when someone tells me about a beer that I should try, my first thought is, it. hey, what does the can look like? It's, how does it taste? Right. And that's what we want to make sure everyone knows. This tastes great. Absolutely. Our second beer is uh, Short Straw, which is our, our first style we've reviewed. And uh, Central District Brewing's Short straw, Tuck. Uh, what do you think? Um, for a stout, I I liked it. It wasn't my favorite stout, okay. but I am a stout snob. But it, it it was not nowhere close to my least favorite. Um, you actually said it a few minutes ago uh, when we were off air. Is that what you call it on a? I don't really know what you call it on podcast, but we were talking before we turned it off. We're off air. Stouts tend to run either you like them. Or you hate them. There's right. no middle ground, and I agree with that. Um, it it had all the things I liked in a stout. I just wanted a little bit more of Got the it. things I liked in a stout. But overall, would I have it again? Yes. What about you? Well, let's start with a little background. You know, this the ABV, which uh, Central District Brewing does uh, does tell us, it's five point nine percent. Which is interesting, and I, I mentioned this a little bit before with Whittington, that I, I would say both of these beers, to me, taste as if they have a higher ABV. I agree. I Yeah, I kind of thought they were both. And that's not a bad thing. No. no. And so, um, with Short Straw, it, uh, to describe it, you know, it's... It has a strong uh, notes of coffee, caramel, chocolate... Well, I definitely, as I as I took that first sip of uh, short straw, you're tasting, you taste the coffee. Not a problem. I, you have that right away on your palate. 
uh, as the taste is lingering, sort of that secondary taste on your palate, you taste the chocolates or the, it, to, to me it tastes it's similar to that uh, flavor when you have dark, dark chocolate, a very high percentage of cocoa that it, it's very, very, um, it's, it's has that bitterness. That's what short straw was to me. And, and so it's, it's got strong flavors uh, that uh, really you're, you can't help but to notice that, wow, you know, your taste buds are really going on overdrive. And, and I would agree that uh, I, don't, uh, I don't tend to feel neutral about uh, stouts. No, you're right. And, and you're right about the big flavors, which I think stout should have. Right. And I think that's what, when it's, I don't like a stout, it doesn't have those bold flavors. Okay. It, it tends to be sort of there. And a stout should never just be there. Right. No, I would agree. My, my, my thoughts with stouts, uh, first of all, they're not my go-to. There's, you know, there's a season, there's a time, there's a place where a stout's appropriate. The one thing that I probably differ from you is that uh, those really big, bold stouts, that's sort of, uh, that overwhelms you, that's not for me either. Um, and, and so I wanted to have, you know, I wanted to have a certain look. I wanted to, more importantly, to have a certain flavor and taste. Short straw did. Um, not... Not in abundance, but it was it was it was a good stout. All right. Well, before we keep reviewing the things we're going to be reviewing, let's go ahead and get to the things we're going to be reviewing. That sentence I did not think all the way through, just so everybody knows. Let's go ahead and get to our review of the beer. So we're going to start off with um, the appearance of the can. Thank you. And it's the appearance of the can. It's the same as Whittington. It is, and so, except. On the back, it says short straw. Yes. And so for that, I'm going to go ahead and keep a three because it would be weird to change it when it is the same can. And, and again, we'll put these on our website, put them on our Facebook page. Um, I feel like it should be a one because it's the same. And yet but that's the problem. That so, would be yes. taking it off. Uh, so yes. I'm going with the two as well. There's not much to say about the can other than... I really, I, I want to emphasize, I'm a huge fan of their logo. Uh, you, you know, you you mentioned you sort of regret you didn't buy that shirt. I, I'm right there with you. I saw it. I don't know if you saw it when we were in the tap room. I saw it, and there was a big part of me that said, you, you should buy that. I, uh, I didn't see it, uh, possibly because I was still thinking about that German hat from the Allstott Brewery with the big feather in it. But... Um, I may actually go on their website. I may give them a call this okay. week and uh, see if uh, they have a shirt, uh, if I can buy one and have it shipped to me. Okay. All right. So uh, next up is the look in the glass. Oh, the look in the glass, Tuck. It was outstanding. You know, I want my stouts to be dark. I want the foam to look a certain way after the pour. And... And that foam needs to be just a light brown. It can't be too very too light. It has to be um, distinguished tan foam. It it's one of the things that sets a, a stout apart for me. This uh, look in the glass was outstanding. 
The one thing I sort of, uh, that's, that I noticed that was sort of a slightly disappointing, the aroma. There just wasn't much of, of any aroma with uh, short straw. I, uh, I agree with you on that. Um, what, before I start talking, what, uh, what points did you give it? Well, let's hear, before we get to that, Tug, what did you think? Okay. I judge stouts by two things, and they are both very, very different. One, I have a good friend, uh, Bredberg, up in Massachusetts now, but he used to be down here in Texas, and he loves stouts. Can and, I interrupt you? Is this Narragansett? No, this is not Narragansett. I somehow, despite having no connection to Massachusetts have multiple friends who are now there or are from there. Okay. This is a completely different person than the Narragansett from last episode. Shocking. Breadberg, um, he would order his stouts, or he orders his stouts, he sits down at the bar and says, pour me a beer as black as my soul. Okay. And this beer is as black as his soul, which is not actually black. He's a wonderful person, and... Um, it's very funny. This this a stout to me should be black. It should be dark. It should just like almost suck in all light, like a black hole. I don't know how else to describe it. And this beer does that for me. Now the other thing I look for in a stout, and this is completely ridiculous, but it, this also had it. Okay. I have a beard. When I drink it, the foam should get stuck in my beard. And this one did that as well. Okay, short straw passes on both marks, huh? So I am giving it my full five. Okay. What about you? You know, once again, I'm not a huge, huge fan of stouts. There are exceptions. I've had some really, really good stouts in the past. This is amongst the, uh, and I don't want to get too far ahead, but this is amongst the better ones I've had. I would agree with you in the appearance, except for one thing. I don't want my stouts to be black. I want them a deep, deep, deep brown. Short straw was that. Short straw was, it's such a deep brown. The foam was beautiful. The one thing that prevents it from being a five for me was that I wanted a little bit more out of the aroma. And so short straw was a four. Okay. And I want to say when he says the foam is beautiful, he meant on my beard and not in the glass because, again... I didn't happen to notice that, Tuck. Uh, yes, you did. It's it's noticeable. Sure? It's still there. Um, and it's been a good <laughs> 20 minutes since we've had the beer. Um, Let's move on yes. to the taste of uh, short straw. Tuck, tell us about uh, your thoughts about the taste. All right. To me, this was a good... Almost great stout. It wasn't quite there. The flavors were bold. Um, it says it has uh, notes of chocolate, coffee, and caramel. The one thing I did not taste was any caramel. Um, you were right when you said it has a dark chocolate bitter taste. The one thing I tasted was just roasted coffee. Right. Um, I love coffee. Yes. Uh, yes however... The bitterness, it was not bitter when you first drank it. It was this, a slight aftertaste. It was it was a little bitter, and it wasn't the best bitterness. Hmm. Uh, sometimes a stout can be bitter, and it still it adds to the flavor. This one took a little bit away. 
ultimately, I'm going to give it a um, seven for taste. Um, it was a good stout. Uh, I'll tell you, I kind of like always think of beers as where I would like to drink them, where I'm going to have them. Right. To me, this is the kind of beer when I'm outside. We have a lot of draft houses with a lot of large patios. I want to drink it outside, but only when it is cold outside. And since this is the time of, this is the year where we have to drink outside, this is what I'm going to look for when I'm outside. So we're talking less than 50 degrees. Less than 50 degrees, which again, I'm pretty much from around Texas. I'm from Arkansas. That's freezing. Careful now, Tag. I know you're from Wisconsin, Minnesota. I forget. They're all the same. That is spoken as someone from Texas and Arkansas. Um, they're up there. But yeah, it, it to me is a sitting outside at a at a kind of a picnic table sort of atmosphere, kind of bundled up. Uh, maybe I'm sitting outside grilling with my headlamp on so I can see what I'm grilling because it's already dark. But this is the kind of beer I like at that time. I don't want a IPA right. or a, a, a vit. I want a a nice dark beer that sort of almost warms me. In a in a weird sort of way. What about you? You know, to me, that's that's the same thought when I drink a stout. Except uh, let's lower the let's lower the uh, degrees about twenty degrees. Okay, because you're from Alberta. Yes, um, which and I believe is a state. When we're we're sitting around the campfire in the middle of December, and it's about 20, 25 degrees, and you've got the fire going, and there's a you know a nice eight to ten inches of snow, which yeah, I can dream of here in Texas. It hasn't happened yet, but once. But uh, that's when I want to be drinking my stouts. This beer, it was it was satisfying. It was good. It fell slightly short. It uh, it wasn't. It felt like it could have been just slightly better. Kind of as you said, Tuck, the the bitterness at the end. And it's that bitter chocolate, uh, I would best describe it as a bitter dark chocolate type of uh, flavor that's left on your palate. It did not add to uh, short straw. I wish it had. Uh, I think I would have rated it slightly higher. It bothers me, once again, as it always does, that I give it the same score as you, but I would give uh, short straw a 7. It's not to say I don't like it. It's not to say I wouldn't go back to it. I would. I just, I felt like it had a little bit more in it. And it, it's just sort of slightly disappointing at the end, which uh, makes me a little sad. Uh, no, I, I agree. Um, it was so close to being more. Right. And and um, that's, and I want to say this, that's one of the nice things about these small batch breweries is the next time you try it, right. it may hit everything we've been wanting. Right. Um, they they, they are always trying um, different ways to brew it. So uh, just because it's a seven right now, a year from now, it may be a full 10. Okay. All right. Last one, Tuck. Is Short Straw a Texas beer? Only worth five points. Tell us what you think. Again, I'm going to have to go just like Vit. It doesn't bring Texas to me. Of course, Texas isn't a big stout. Uh, no, I don't exactly state. think of stouts. No, I think of Texas. I, I, I do think more northern 
colder climbs, uh, climates. I climbs is right. Is that okay? Well, you know what? Environment. Arg- argue about it online. I, I have to give it a one again. Okay. And again, it is because mostly the the scooter guy. <laughs> he he really sold that brewery to me um, more. So what about you, Jim? You know, I I feel like it, it's difficult to describe. Short straw, it's a very good beer. It doesn't it doesn't check many boxes with is it a Texas beer? I don't want to give it a one, and yet uh, that's what I'm left with. It's I don't think of stout when I think of Texas beers. I don't uh, think there's anything about short straw specifically that lends itself to thinking this. No, this stout is a Texas beer. I don't feel that. I don't see that. I don't sense that. And so I too, I gave uh, short straw a one. I wanted to give it more. I just I don't see it. I don't. I didn't taste it. Uh, and I'm left with a one. I and I, I I'm only speaking for myself, but I, I kind of feel you might be the same way. It for us, it it does kind of hurt to give a one anytime. Um, this this was a great beer. This was a great stout. It's one I would recommend to my friends. And just because it's not a Texas beer, right, doesn't mean it is not a good beer. You know, if I'm out, if I go down to Austin, if I happen to be down in Austin, say over. Thanksgiving uh, in an out at night. Yes. When it's uh, 50 degrees or under. Short straw is not a not a bad option. You could do far, far worse. Yes. Than uh, I agree. And I would actually, if I'm downtown in Austin and it's cold, that's what I'm going to go get. Okay. So what is our total? Total. We had, uh, between the two of us, we had five points for the appearance of the can. Same as Whittington. We had um, nine points for the look in the glass out of ten. So that's that's really good for a stout. For taste, we had 14 out of 20. And is it a Texas beer? Two out of uh, ten. And so we ended up, Short Straw earned 30 points. Which, you know, Tuck, uh, I feel like this is a better beer than that. Is it the best we've had? Well, no. Is it a 30-point beer? Well, I feel like, well, no, not really either. No, but it it's where it ended up. And, and again, you said it with Whittington. It, it comes down more to the can and the Texas beer. Right. Taste, look, especially the look, right. was exactly what a stout should be. I agree. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it was a 30 as well. But... Uh, the points have spoken, and so a thirty it is. I'm I'm kind of sad, but I I I don't know how what else to do. All right, Tuck. Um, as we wrap up here, episode four. Anything else you want to say? Definitely, if you're in Austin, go to go to Central District Brewing. Um, again, small batch breweries, any small batch brewery. If you have one local, go go make sure you check them out. I'm a huge fan of small, small businesses and that are just starting out trying to, you know, do something great. That, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit, huge fan. I completely agree. Not only are you supporting just uh, a small batch brewery, you're sm- supporting a small batch brewery that's producing 
phenomenal, phenomenal beer. Yes, because we did try other beers. Right, I, I we mentioned there. the Be a Lady. They said it's one every time I go to Austin. I have a feeling I'm going to stop in for at least a beer, if not more. And another thing I'd like to uh, bring up: uh, this is a relatively new podcast. This is a beer I'd like to go back and revisit next year. Okay. Um, to see what changes have happened. Uh, once all of this is over with uh, the COVID and they really hit their stride, I, I would like to see how it changed our ratings. Even if we do the same too, um, right. I'd like to see if there's there's a big difference. Uh, how do you feel about that? It is an interesting point you bring up. Uh, just that, uh, you know, there's so many issues right now. And I feel like with uh, a brewery like Central District, that they're, it's not that they haven't, perfected their craft they're already an award-winning brewery they've done great stuff yes but that's also not you know to say that they're still working they're still developing they're still improving i think they are uh, i think that's uh you know you find that with any small business they're going to look for ways to improve and so you're right in the sense of uh down the road are these beers going to look exactly like they are today? Well, probably not. Probably not. Because this is, uh, we'll probably go several months before we uh, review another brewery that's quite as small as Central District no, right I th- now. I think right you're right. Now. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to remain that small. No, I don't either. I, I see this one actually uh, becoming kind of a, 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 a known big, bigger Texas beer. If just the Whittington alone, right. it's already won gold, it deservedly so. That I, I could see them, uh, if they get the canning, if they get the distribution, I could see them being a force in the state of Texas and, and maybe even beyond. Okay. All right. With that, uh, to wrap up, uh, Central District Brewing, two very good beers. Very good beers that uh, aren't totally reflected in their scores. Uh, especially the stout, especially the short straw. I would say they got the... Short straw tonight. Oh, yes, I know. And on that note, I believe we have a couple of people. We should thank. We should thank. Yes, I, yes. Thank you again for listening to Beer in the Heart of Texas. And before we go, we'd like to thank a couple of people. First of all, Jeff Blankenship for creating the music heard in the podcast. And friend of the podcast, Michael Vick, for helping us with all the technical support and advice. And let's not forget... We need to support our local breweries. And please tip your bartenders well, for they're doing the Lord's work.